Welcome to Balance. We are back. I'm Daniel. This is Katie, and we are going to talk about something that's freshly in our minds from a session that Katie went to about a month ago. Yeah, and the Inman Conference. It's one of the most famous conferences out there. Yeah. So um, this company called I'll give them the credit because they came up with it. <laughs> T3 Fellows uh, is the company that uh, basically ran this session and they came up or created these four agent ar archetypes, 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 <laughs> archetypes, archetypes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. The, the, like four different types of agents, which I thought was very eye-opening uh, for myself and a lot of people in the room uh, because we tend to ask our agents if you're a brokerage or if you're a, an agent, you're usually given the same advice no matter what type of personality you are. Yeah, so this was uh, designed to help uh, in one respect, help people identify the types of people that they're working with and get the most out of them, but more importantly, helping all of us as agents identify what type of a person we are mm -hmm. so that we can better plan out how we do our business and be more successful. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, we, we'll go through all four, one at a time, and just talk a little bit about them, and then um, hopefully you can identify with one. You might not be able to put yourself into completely one entire uh, type, but I think everybody can kind of relate to at least one or two of these. Which... And, and, and to just give it more of a background so people know what we're talking about here, everyone does their business differently and yeah. everybody gets business and, and is successful because of a different approach to the way that they work and the types of people that they talk to. And so uh, in saying that, uh, let's look at the first of the four mm -hmm. types of people that are out there. Yeah, and that would be the prospector. Not a miner, not like Yosemite Sam prospector. Whoa, that's brutal. Um, <laughs> You're brutal. <laughs> so prospectors deal mostly with cold leads um, and, and direct selling. And they're the ones that are going out and door knocking and cold calling. And they just love the thrill of, of the chase. And this is probably your most common, uh, definitely for people who have been in the business for a longer period of time. Yeah. I think definitely for those who predate, you know, social media and, and some of the newer digital forms of marketing, but still probably, I don't know, more than half of the training that's out there and sales advice that people yeah. get definitely for newer agents is this type of selling. Yeah. And I think the reason why a lot of people tell people to go out door knocking or cold calling or, or anything like that is, is because it's more immediate. You get that immediate contact and you get more traction right away versus some of these other methods. So I can understand why people suggest that, especially for newer agents starting out. And it, you get to see your results as they're happening. Although yeah. it is a slower grind, this isn't indirect in any way, right? Mm -hmm. This is in somebody's face, literally, even if you're doing it on the phone, you know, it's a way for you to, in real time, evaluate the effectiveness of what you're doing. You can adapt your approach based on people's reactions. 
yeah. you know, tailor your craft based on what you're, what you're getting out of it. But it's also, it's the realest form of selling yourself yeah. because you're in people's face being you yeah. with no filter. Exactly. And, and so, you know, a lot of people can relate to that, but there's a lot of people that I think, you know, a lot of our agents, but a lot of agents in general that despise going out, especially cold calling, like talking on the phone um, and that kind of thing. So uh, it's hard for them to push themselves out the door and, and do that kind of an activity. And that's why not everybody falls into that bucket. Right. Even though everyone at one point or another, I want to say, has been told, yeah. go knock on doors. Yeah. And, right. I, and I think it's important to try it too. You might not think you're a prospector, but maybe you can go out with a partner or a colleague that, you know, could you also use some help with that sort of activity and you might make, make, make it fun. Yeah. Well, or if it's two people who aren't typically good and can drive each other, or if you've got somebody who's a real pro at it yeah. and can share tricks of the trade and kind of give some, some pro tips on how to do it effectively. Exactly. Yeah. I think with all four of these where it's probably easy to self-diagnose where you fit yeah. right now. It doesn't necessarily mean you aren't meant to be something else. Right. You know, it's not necessarily what you've been doing so far that dictates what you are. I mm -hmm. think it's what makes the most sense for you. Um, and, and the type of client you're looking to mm -hmm. attract. Because I think a lot of that is, is important to consider as well, your ideal client. Well, what we find a lot, like I've heard, especially with cold calling and with prospecting, there are people out there as much as, and we talk about it all the time, as much as I'm the type of person where when somebody knocks on the door, you know, we shut the <laughs> lights. I tell the kids to like hide behind couches, you know, no, 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 nobody go to the door. We can't, God forbid we go to the door. Yeah. There's also those out there, although I want to think that it's a, unfortunately or fortunately a, a dying breed of, of client, yeah. but there's people who really appreciate the grind and yeah. really want to go with someone who's showing the extra mile that they're not automating their process. They're coming to your door and selling themselves. So by no means are any of these types of salespeople a best or worst, No, right? This is just one way that it, may fit for some, it may not for others. And that goes for the clients as well. It may be the best fit for certain clients and not for others as yeah, well. Yeah. Cause if you're attracting say condo client, like, you know, millennials that live in condos downtown, prospecting, door knocking, things like that is probably not going to fly with them. You're not going to have much uh, traction with, with that kind of an activity. So right. yeah. Just trying to get by the concierge to get oh, through their doors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So. But one um, type of agent that you could be when it comes to downtown condos Segway. is a networker. Mm -hmm. And a networker um, is also, I guess, more of a tradition, not traditional, but just somebody that, you know, tr networkers have been around, you know, forever. Um, there's, you know, people when you're going out to a party, but more recently uh, with, with agents, what they'll do is put together uh, seminars, like first time homebuyer seminars or investing seminars and invite people out um, to talk and to network with. And that's where you get more of your warm leads and mm -hmm. that can make people, certain people more comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's using the actual environment that exists yeah. to have these conversations instead of creating your own environments by going to people who aren't expecting you, right? Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, events, 
sometimes you're joining a chamber of commerce, you're joining yeah. a social group or whatever, and, and things yeah. that are pre-existing to get people talking to each other. Exactly. And I think for networkers, what's important to recognize is you kind of, you have to ease into the sales pitch. You can't go right in. If you're going to like a PTA meeting at your kid's school, you don't want to go right in with your business cards and your feature sheets flashing around. Like you got to ease into it. And I can give you an example with our kid's school. I went to a parent council meeting and you know, just got into talks with a parent, casually asked each other what we do. And when I said to him, I, I, I own a real estate brokerage, I'm in real estate. That's when he said, oh, wow, I'm actually looking for a condo. And then that's how the conversation happens. So you don't have to force the conversation or force upon people what you do. It'll naturally come out through conversation. And with that will be people will be more open to talking to you about it as a result. Yeah, it, it has, it, eliminates the sleaze factor to things mm -hmm. um and the quicker you are to the punch of why you're there and from a business perspective the less likely you are to make a genuine connection because if yeah. it's the first thing out of your mouth your intention is clearly nothing but getting business rather than building relationships and getting to know people exactly. and, and for networkers the relationship and the long play yeah. is often a lot more the focus right because mm -hmm. If it's a recurring meeting, if it even if it is a seminar that you book, like we just ran a buyer's seminar here last week at yeah. our office, and the goal wasn't to walk out of there with clients. It was to provide a service, to meet yeah. some people, yeah. to learn more about people. And, you know, over the long haul, this will develop potentially into relationships with people um, that grow their knowledge at a minimum, right? And, that, and best case scenario, one or two of them become clients of ours, and that's great. Yeah. Um, but now if I bumped into any of them on the street, cause yeah. they're all also local people, yeah. it makes a conversation that much easier. Or if they know somebody, this makes bridging, you know, referral gaps and all of that, that much more effective because all you're doing is educating people about what you do through natural conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I think with both the prospector and the networker, a good, CRM system is a great tool to have because that will really allow you to follow up effectively with those people that you've met. And yeah, and both of those, the prospector and the networker are the, correct me if I'm wrong, those are kind of your typical long-standing pre-technology yeah. archetypes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so that's... Archetypes. Uh, archetypes. Architects. Okay. I'm going to... Um, but those, those are the types of things that have been around forever and it's sort of the cold versus the warm. Yeah. Uh, people have worn both hats, but they both can exist exclusive of any sort of fancy tools or technology. Yeah. That being said, there are two other there are. types of people where we start to play into, to a large degree, some of the new tools that are available exactly. uh, to salespeople and to real estate agents. Yeah. So the third one is the converter and that all is the online lead gen people that love being at a computer, filtering through the leads, figuring out who is actually a lead and who is, who has just put their information in for shits and giggles. 
Shits and giggles. <laughs> Is that even a term? Shits or giggles. <laughs> I mean, if they, if I that's where they put them in. Yeah. Shits and giggles. No, but you know, so it's 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 filtering through a lot, and some people love it. I've met agents that love being at home, just going at, at just on their computer, looking through things. And I've heard of, I know agents that absolutely hate it. They need to be out talking to people. So there is a place for converters. Right. Other than your television and your stereo. Oh, <laughs> That's two. I'm going to hit a third one before this is over. Wow. Um, <laughs> shits and giggles. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, it's not that the converter is necessarily a long play, but it is if you're dealing with whatever lead gen or whatever program you're using, it's likely you're going to get a smattering of names and contacts and all that and you need to develop an approach that yeah, a system yeah that i mean not only withstands all the junk that's yeah. in there but starts to learn how to evaluate the good from the bad or build mm -hmm. systems that effectively sift through things so that you can focus your time oh do i have a phone on me somewhere oh sorry that's one of my leads calling um <laughs> strange um but yeah, there, there's a lot of different lead approaches out there. And we've heard from people we talk to that, yeah. you know, there are those where you'll get and they promise 100, 200 leads or names a day. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that give you four or one a yeah. day, but that's a quality pre-qualified lead that, you know, you now are closer to converting versus yeah. the other ones where you now have to just go hard at them and almost become a prospector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's still kind of cold. All you have sure. is a name and, a, and an email. Yeah. So you as a converter need to be aware of what sort of a system you've got. Yeah. And how to effectively use it and whether it's what you're comfortable working with. Yeah. And a lot of research needs to go into the type of, of lead gen you want to look into, whether it's landing pages, websites, um, all those, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of options out there. So looking into that. But I think, I think you know, if you're a converter, you know that, and you're willing to to do that behind the scenes work to get your your system up and running. Um, but I think for all of these, it's it's about systems, and it comes down to making sure that you've got the correct ones in place in order to effectively do your job and do what you love to do. Um, so the yeah. final one is the marketer. And I think this one has come up most recently because of social media and just video um, and, and, and all of the new things and all the new tools that are coming out um, just in general. Um, so a mm -hmm. marketer is somebody that is obviously, you know, creating more of a brand for themselves, putting out social ads that um, people can connect with. And I, I think all of us have a little bit of marketers in us, uh, some more than others. But in my mind, that is more of a longer play. And if you're starting out as a newer agent, going right to the marketer might result in uh, a slower progression to, say, to, to leads and, and sales. I think regardless of where, when you start as a marketer, it's a slow play regardless. Because yeah. it's, it's built around building a brand for yourself. You want people, like the goal of the marketer is that people, when they hear who you are, yeah, they already feel like they know you mm -hmm. or they know what you offer. Or on the other side of things, if people are thinking about a certain service or whatever, you're a name that comes to mind because right. they've experienced your brand and experienced your content. And it's not just about 
you know, a daily picture on Instagram or a certain thing. The marketer is just someone who's out there and building their personal brand yeah. through whatever mechanism and content makes sense. Yeah. It might be blog posts. It mm-hmm. might be visual stuff. It might be talking about the stuff that isn't real estate, but building a connection with individuals on a different level of your likes and dislikes yeah. where people can feel that they know you. Um, but it is a long play. Right. But with that said, once you've established a really effective marketing, uh, and branding for yourself, I think that is more of a set it and forget it type thing in the sense that once people know who you are, you know, the leads will quickly come and, and you don't have to work on it on a daily basis as much as some of these other types of agents. I, in a sense. I think it's a system thing too, though, right? Yeah. I think it becomes a little more True. unconscious. Yeah. Like, you're right that it's not going to be such a, a deliberate, I need right. to put this content out. It just yeah. becomes part of who you are because you know that, you know, your fans are out there waiting for you. <laughs> but it's also, you know, it's just part of the way that you operate your business. The same way certain people come in and look at their leads for the day and know they've got to pound out 30 calls and send 50 emails or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you've got a certain automated process to when you do certain things you know when you've got a listing or when it's done the testimonial is a key part of your business because that's something that you go out there as part of your marketing which inherently is also building leads and and letting people know what you do yeah so exactly and i think with each one of these when you're looking if you're looking to get an assistant or some help with your business it's going to look different depending on the type of agent you are. If you're a marketer, you might need somebody just with some social media mm-hmm. experience that can put out the social ads for you. Of course, you have most of the say in the messaging and all that that comes across. But once you start working with somebody on a social media basis, they get to know you and they can help um, help you with that and crafting messages and, and, and how you want to see that play out. Yeah, I yeah, I just, you've got to be comfortable. I mean, the assistant thing's a different discussion, but yeah, you've got to be yeah, comfortable that I they're think, on the same wavelength as you. Yeah, I'm just thinking that like the, the types the type of help you're going to want is going to be very different to, to, depending on the type of activities that you do on a daily basis. And and like we said, this is something that I mean, you could be anything, right? But mm-hmm. I would argue certain people more comfortably fall into certain things. Sure. So if you are a networker yeah. and that's who you are, but you want to be a marketer, that doesn't mean go out there and get a good social media person to manufacture you into the thing you wish you were. It doesn't mean that you might not be that. And if you really apply yourself, you couldn't be successful that way. Yeah. But it makes sense to follow that which you have the most success and are the most comfortable because you can build bigger and better systems around focusing on that one type of person. Right. It also doesn't mean that you are pigeonholed into being one quadrant of this and you can never do anything else either. Mm-hmm. Right. So what would you say you are? I, I know what I'm not. I know okay. I'm not a cool, uh, prospector. No. And I know I'm not really a converter. Yeah. Um, I need to, but I'm, I'm built on being authentic and developing relationships. So for me, I really enjoy networking. However, I don't like cold networking. Mm-hmm. I like warm networking. I like going into environments where there's people who the intro is already kind of pre-built into why we're all there and it allows for really easy discussion. Right. Um, 
And then a marketer. I mean, it's, it's, I think a marketer is more where I'm striving to be. I think it's, yeah. I don't think I'm there, but I think that's where I'm most comfortable is telling my story and trying to put what I do into more of a, an image Mm-hmm. And, and expectation that people have of me. And that's where I've gotten most of my leads have come from those two. Yeah. I, I haven't received any leads through prospecting true, or no, no, no real deals. Should I say there's been leads Yeah. and then converter. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a cynic. And so when I'm relying on another system to bring me names and numbers and emails, out of the gate, I'm not so trusting that any of them are useful. It doesn't mean they're not. It's just I'd rather cradle to grave, take every lead from the beginning to the end and know mm-hmm. where they came from and what they're looking for from discussion one. Yeah. That's just who I am. Yeah. And yourself. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the similar, I would say similar to you, I think networking and marketing, like I, 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 am, I love the marketing, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen many leads in the sense. And, and then again, I guess I'm not really attracting clients at this right. point in my career. So it's a little bit different for me. So maybe it would be like that if, if I was focusing more so on, on my own real estate business, uh, like my, my personal real estate side of things. Um, so I think marketing I think, yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think you're a bit like if each of us have those two parts, I think we're slightly inverse versions of the two where you're more a marketer than I am. And I'm a little bit more of a networker than you are. However, we're both active in both of those. Yeah. I think I prospecting a bit, like I could go out if somebody was like, let's go out. You're more comfortable doing it. I'm more comfortable with cold leads, I think, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I'm, I'm not as much of a cynic, but the converter part, it, it just, I just don't have any interest as much in that part of things, but that not that there's anything wrong with it. I think people do very well uh, with online leads and, and that. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just, there's so many different things that get salespeople excited beyond just the paycheck, right? There's the thrill of the hunt. There's yeah. the thrill of the clothes, you know, well, there's, there's the relationship, there's all, of all that, that personal and it, side. And those tie in, like if you ask yourself, what gets me the most excited about yeah. selling? that will help bucket you into this sort of a thing as well, right? Like if you're very into the relationships, then there's a good chance that you're, you know, it's not to say that if you're a converter, you don't develop a relationship, but that's not how converting starts, right? The converting starts with grinding and hard work and converting somebody. It's kind of the ability to take somebody who's not even aware that you're after them and closing them. Right, that's a very different thing from going into a room and talking to somebody, getting to know them, and building that into a sale. Right. right. So, yeah. Anyways. So yeah, I think I think it's a good help. It's a good framework to keep in mind. Um, as, you know, as you go through your career, uh, don't feel like you need to do a certain activity because that's what you're being told or that's what other people are doing. I think if you can kind of put yourself into one or a few, a couple of these different archetypes. Then, mm-hmm. is that how you say it? Works for me. Or, no, seriously, how do you say it? Types of people. Whatever. Okay. Um, that you will uh, better direct your time and energy in a more effective way. And, and talk oh to people. Oh my God. Uh, did you not turn off your phone? <laughs> Jesus. Well, so we're, we're rude. We're expecting a call. And yeah, I'll make it silent. It's oh. silent now. Um, the other thing too is 
don't do this as a solo mission either. Like obviously identify what you believe you are, but talk to people because people know you too, especially your colleagues, people closest to you and get their opinion because they might think that you're something totally different and that doesn't make them right or wrong, but it should spark a bigger conversation rather than just saying, I'm a networker, let's do this, right? Figure it out and uh, that'll help you focus your time and your energy into the right activities to make you more successful. Yep. So let us know what you think. What type of agent are you? And give us a follow on whatever platform you are listening to us on. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye.